2: Try
0: it. All right. Good
3: morning, folks. This is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. You're listening to Three Dudes with a View. It is Mule Day week, and boy, is it beautiful outside. And uh parade's going to be on Saturday. It will be uh, broadcast on this station beginning at 11 o'clock. We're going to have a big time. Tune in. Come by the station. We're right here on the parade route. We'll have speakers up. Where you can listen to the broadcast that way if you want, uh watch from our front yard, and you know here are the broadcasts where you get a description of the floats and what's going on and the entries in the parade and, and you know just have a little more information to watch the parade with uh Of course you can take you can take your phone go to our website, listen live, and do that anywhere along the parade route and you know we'll be having guests from the various entries we'll be uh describing what they are who they are. That kind of thing, just to make it a little more entertaining. Uh, so come join us on the front porch, Saturday, 11 o'clock, Mule Day week. We've got stuff going on all week. Spring has sprung. We're we're in a good place, folks. I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, I guess, is still out driving the bus. Don't hear from him, don't see him. He'll probably get the bus parked and be in, in just a little bit. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how's your weekend, man?
4: Mr. York, can he's you trying, hear me? He's trying to play something.
3: Yeah. Did you hear
0: that?
1: No. I, I Good hear you morning. now. I hear you now. How you doing? Wake up, Delp. Wake up. It's woke day.
3: Woke day. Yeah, baby. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting. Good there. morning, everybody. Good morning, Mr. York. Dude number two, Clayton Harris has parked the bus. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody.
2: I, I think Mr. York was referring to, we thought Drake was going to be here today, and that didn't happen. Correct. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah.
3: All right. Dude, regular special guest dude, Carrie Powers. How are you?
5: Very good. Happy
3: Monday. Happy Monday to
1: can you. Can
5: we erase the whole woke day though? Like I'm struggling on the Monday, Mister York. Can we? Get, no, can we just I mean you ought
1: to care. Y'all to know what's going on around the world. Oh, dude.
3: Well, find oh, find your dude. find your favorite tree and
5: hug it. Um, you
1: can't just th- live in a bubble. You know, there's oh. life outside your arena.
5: Oh boy. Good morning. Yeah.
1: Good morning. <laughs>
3: Inflation's being caused by global warming. Get woke, um, okay. The uh, and Miami is still not underwater, folks. No. No. Uh, yeah, and and yet people believe it's their religion. All right, A regular special guest on Monday these days during the legislative session, and we hope anytime. Uh, Scott Specky, how you doing, man? Uh, it's Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday. All right, folks. I'm going to call it. Uh, it's meal Day week, but I'm going to call it. This is official ball cap day, 2023. <laughs> uh, uh, let me explain that to you. Uh, I was a federal prosecutor for many years, and one of the jobs that, that I did uh, frequently it was uh, really the only low-pressure, uh, just sort of fun job that existed in the U.S. Attorney's offices. Every other month, I would come down and meet the Natchez trace docket here in the Columbia Federal Courthouse and you know littering on the trace drinking on the trace speeding on the trace that kind of thing and, you know no nothing that was a big deal and yeah I'd get to talk to the rangers and the lawyers and just generally have a pretty fun day well of course I got to know the rangers pretty well and what and and was you know talk with them about what's going on in the trace that kind of thing. Well, every spring over there near Meriwether Lewis Park on the first, I mean, glorious day of spring, a day like today, sun's shining, the birds are chirping, the fish are <laughs> jumping in the boat, the dogwoods have bloomed, the red buds have bloomed, on that first glorious day of spring. Just south of Meriwether Lewis Park, a fellow would come out and stand on the side of the trace, wearing nothing but a ball cap. <laughs> That's it. And and the 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 people would call the rangers, and they'd turn on the sirens and the blue lights, and and race down to try to find ball cap man, and never caught him. And apparently, he just came out to celebrate the first glorious day of spring in his own way so mm-hmm. I'm calling it this is ball cap day 2023 and if I don't know if dude's still alive or it's still going on I don't all my Ranger friends have retired and so I don't, I don't know what's going on over there anymore but he just
1: uh, wanted that fresh air on his skin, man.
4: Maybe he's like the groundhog. He yeah, waiting to uh, see if he sees a shadow. Oh, uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, Doug, being an investigative journalist like you are, maybe you could invite him in in his ball cap to the studio, <laughs> and you could do some uh, deep dive into that. Well, I'd be happy
3: to have him on. We
4: would require more than a
2: ball cap for injury <laughs> <laughs> just to let anybody know. <laughs> Look, at Look at Gary's face. Look at face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we I'm, require I'm be sick more than on a month. Day,
5: yeah. I, I'm gonna uh, call in sick.
4: I will all be sick on that day. <laughs> <laughs> be Doug sitting here by himself.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, clothing. <clears throat> What what what's the old saying? Dress optional. People take that too literally. Um,
5: <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, and, you know that would wake me up though if I saw that. So I mean, I like that kind of woke better than Mister York's woke. I think. <laughs> but I don't Carrie, know.
1: You know that there, there is a saying that uh, a lot of females do their house cleaning in the buff. Uh,
5: have you heard that? i have not. I really am not into cleaning my house, anyway. So.
4: That's <laughs> new. That was almost a. That was almost a statement that Mr. York made, insinuating that only women can clean houses.
5: Yeah, who cleaned your house, Mr. Well, York?
4: Well, wow, I, I that's interesting, right there. <laughs> this, so, this, so this men this don't my... clean their houses, Mr. York? Is that what you're so saying? So I'm
5: saying that
4: that that oh. was back, a saying back-tuddle. a while back. Keep backpedaling.
5: No, I'm not backpelling. I clean my own house. Okay, but I don't want to know your attire while you clean your house. Let's just move on.
1: <laughs> no, I've got my clothes on when I clean my house. So you say.
3: <laughs> All right. Scott, we gotta let's talk about the legislature and, and the I think what's on everybody's mind first is the Duck River. Uh there's a hearing this afternoon in front of the what is it called? GovOps. Gov GovOps ops. GovOps. Gov, op- gov, gov Operations Committee. Is that composed of both senators
4: and representatives? No. Well, w- when we're out of session, it is. But when we're in session, it's not. It'll just it'll just be House Republicans. Um, because there's some rule promulgation in there with TDEC, it has to go before that committee. Normally, it's just a formality. Normally, it's just a formality. Uh, they really can't kill the bill, but they can either give it a favorable or unfavorable recommendation. So um, Thursday, Friday, we've been working the committee very hard. It looks very, very positive for us. We hope to be all right out of that committee. If we get the positive recommendation out of that committee, uh, then we go on Thursday to calendar and rules. That's where Mr. Todd, the chairman of agriculture, comes back into the playbook there. Um, he sits on calendar and rules, but normally it's, that's a formality where you just get sent to the House floor for a vote. So, um, we are in a lot better position than we were last week. Um, if Delk you were up there and some yep. other people up there, it yep. was, uh, I'm telling you, this has become the bill of the General Assembly. I mean, this is the big one. Um, that,
3: that's what the buzz is. When I'm, uh, you're up on the Capitol, you know that, that this has created more, uh, larger audiences, larger email traffic, larger calls, more calls to representatives than any other bill this session. Apparently, And yes. I think the Nashville press is sort of flabbergasted by it. Well, perhaps, I, saw,
2: I watched it on Nashville press. Yeah, you know,
3: where they're they're just shocked that this it's has an issue become the the hottest uh bill of the legislative of the 2023 legislative session Scott I would have loved to have seen what your
2: blood pressure and it's all was. about
3: Murray County too
2: the other day when the guy asked to adjourn early that was unreal I, I was mean, pretty hot that, that that was wild I was pretty threw
4: hot. his pen I down. threw my pen <laughs> I, yeah saw <laughs> I was not happy um you know w- we watched something that never i've been up there for five years and i've talked to representatives been up there a long time and senators were watching this i mean everybody was watching this this hearing and they could not believe the the means that the chairman took to kill the bill unheard of. six votes and every vote held it was all 10 six in our favor every vote that bill was passing and and to go to the lengths that they did um you know we try to not take the votes personally up there but how can you not on this one i mean and so i've got to uh um, there'll be a meeting with the speaker and chairman todd myself we'll sit down and try to work through what happened there but um did he break any rules up there he came bumped up against a couple of them but um inconsistencies and as a chairman they harp on us all the time be consistent be consistent and and when um when Representative Harris, uh, when we came back in the session, he asked me if it was okay if he, if he called the question, take the vote, because we were up against it. And I said, you know, be careful because I can't close if you do that. It's a non-debatable motion. And when he called the question, and the chairman said he wasn't recognized as chairman, when the question gets called, the question's called, we move on with life. That's just the way it works. And I knew it was going to be a battle there and um, procedurally. You know, I, I know how things work up there, and we were able to prevail. And so one uh, we we're at GovOps, and then uh, Thursday we'll be on calendar and rules in the morning. And if everything goes smoothly, next Monday, a week from today, we'll be on the House floor for the final vote.
3: House floor. All right, folks, just to set the stage here, in case you've been living under a, a log somewhere, this is about uh, designating the Duck River from Columbia over to the uh, Hickman, County Hick- line. Hickman County line as a scenic river. Uh, a state scenic river class 2. Now, the significance of that is really only one thing. Uh, if you're a private landowner, uh, it, it will designate you know a, a scenic boundary. I think it's two miles to the river. Mm-hmm. But if you are a private landowner, anything that is presently allowed mm-hmm. under uh, the zoning that you're under, uh, whatever classification that may be, anything that you can do now you will still be permitted to do nothing will change for you unless and there's only one exception unless you want to put a dump in a a landfill that's the only thing that you can't do that uh you are that you that's the only thing you can't do that you are previously allowed to do
4: well no because Murray County already put an overlay in place on the Duck River in 13 that says you cannot put a you cannot put a landfill within two miles of the Duck River.
3: Well, that's the Jackson Law or whatever.
4: That, that's already been put in place since 13.
3: Yeah, but uh, so yeah, you you weren't able to theoretically put in a dump anyway. The problem is we've got Trinity, which is a Louisiana company. They're hardball players. They show up with rafts of lawyers and lobbyists no popular sport whatsoever and this is a belt and suspenders they have got a reputation for never quitting they just keep coming at you with lawsuits and lawsuits and lawsuits and hearings and other angles of attack and they've been doing this now for i guess a couple of years and they just don't give up even after being told no that's their rep they're hardball players and what they do is after they get the dump approved, they sell it to waste management. That's the business they're in. so what is astounded I think the legislature and Nashville and the Nashville you know the Capitol Hill press corps up there is that they're they're telling us that more people have showed up for these uh, hearings in front of these committees than any other bill they've ever seen period and it's all Murray County people. 100% of the people coming and packing these rooms, packing the halls, are from Murray County, and they are opposed, well, to the dump, and they are in favor of designating the Duck River as a scenic river. Trinity has no popular support, zero. They just got uh, enough lawyers and Lobbyists to fill up a couple rows in the
4: committee. Here. Yeah, they're just trying to cast doubt is all they're doing.
3: Yeah. Just doubt. And they're casting it as a property rights issue, which is a, a false dichotomy because the head of Columbia Power and Water testified that this dump would endanger the new water intake which is being built at Williamsport well folks, Columbia Power and Water has property rights too and the right to withdraw water from the river is also a property right, and hey, guess what, that property right doesn't affect just Trinity it affects the two to three hundred thousand people who will come to depend upon the Duck River for their water supply, they have property rights too vis-a-vis Columbia Power and Water so it's, you know, that's that's just a false dichotomy. Let's take a break and come back.
0: The mules are back in town. Plan now to attend all four days of Mule Day 2023, Thursday, March 30th through Sunday, April 2nd. The arts and crafts and flea market activities take place at Murray County Park Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sunday hours are 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. The arts and crafts area consists of over 100 vendors with a variety of items that are all handmade by the crafters. You'll find quilts, pottery, ironworks, woodworking items, coins, and much more. Over at the flea market, Market, you'll find 70 more vendors selling a variety of items such as sunglasses toys games clothing and accessories western apparel cowboy boots and hats decor and lots more be sure to stop by the arts and crafts and flea market areas during your visit to mule day 2023 march 30th to april 2nd right here in columbia visit muleday.com for a complete schedule of events
2: if you miss the train I'm on
3: the view monday morning edition i've already officially declared this to be ball cap day 2023 <laughs> let's the, not rehash that please yeah, the day is <laughs> glorious out there it's mule day week uh the weather's wonderful spring is here we're gonna have a big time here in columbia murray county in southern middle tennessee this weekend weekend and uh I am dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest dude, Carrie Powers.
5: Hello. Happy Monday.
3: And uh friend of the station and regular special guest, Scott Specky. How you doing? Good morning, everybody. All right, folks. One of the things, Miss York, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you this one because I don't think I've talked about it. Uh, we have got to acknowledge this duck. River, scenic river bill, you know, faced uh, an epic battle in the House Agricultural Committee where the this chairman, Todd from Jackson, was against the bill and pulled, you know, for reasons, uh, who knows why. Because it only affects Murray County, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think I think some reps have been reminded, Representative Todd, that, you know, okay you, if you're going to oppose something in and uh, another representative's county that only affects that county then don't come asking us for favors when something only affects your county. Anyway, and he's got a you know I've called some of my friends over to Jackson. He's got a, a reputation as just sort of being a jackass.
4: Uh, I don't know who I don't. That's about all I know about. Del Kennedy said that, folks. <laughs> well, <laughs> clarify well, that. That's right. It's Representative goes, Picky did not say uh, that he's a jackass.
3: I'm, yeah. No. It that, sound like
1: he's seconding the motion, though, mm, Scott. No, that
3: information not did oppo- not come.
4: From I'm Rep- not opposing the motion, Mister Yark. I'm not opposing.
3: <laughs> you were bored. That that characterization did not come from Scott's pecky. It came from friends over in Jackson, uh, and uh, I'm at liberty at this point in stage in my life to say whatever the hell I want to. <laughs> <laughs> but Miss <the>, uh, <laughs> York God
5: help us all on that one. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Gary. But uh,
3: what you ought to know, folks, the, the ten, eleven, to 7, 11, 6 I think was the final vote in the House oh, Ag five. Committee. Eleven five. 5 and uh the Scenic River bill passed to the chairs of hundreds of Murray Countyans who were there in support of the bill miss York and everybody else this bill would not have passed without the support of the four or five Democrats who were on that committee that 's true yeah
4: uh you know here 's what 's very interesting is, and and has everybody 's interest peaked here is. And um, Representative Jones, uh, who was a big championist, and Representative Harris, we don't agree on a lot up there. We don't at all. But we, you had those two individuals, myself and them, agreeing on this issue. We had uh, liberals and conservatives agreeing on, on this issue. Democrats and Republicans agreeing on this issue. We even had environmentalists and agricultural interest in agreeing on this issue. Yeah that is the definition of bipartisanship right everybody working together towards the common good and one of the things that i've spoken with on to tv and others is maybe this is something that we can wrap around as a as a as a state right to start to say yeah we can work together we, we can work together for the betterment of everybody in tennessee and maybe just hopefully hopefully start to build some more common ground here now i, I know we're going to have our differences i get that but maybe we can have some things where we start to agree together on what's good for the people of Tennessee as a whole.
3: Well, those Democrats on this committee uh, were—they're mad. They or, were mad. <laughs> well, they, they, but they were kind and gracious to the, those very oh, yeah. Countyans who were there.
5: What and were they? So wait, what are they mad about? That they were mad that, the monkey business yes, from Jackson. Oh, yes. Okay,
4: and it was evident. I mean, you could read the body language of everybody in the committee. It was very very tense and very awkward um because that just i mean normally as a chairman if you don't like a bill you can give it one shot right you give it one shot to kill it and normally you don't take a shot unless you have the votes to back it up because you look bad as a chairman if you organize a coup and you fail you look bad and you look weak right you know and
3: scott i mean i'm I'm not sure you can comment on this at all, but the opposition of Representative Todd to this, you know, he said it was about property rights. Okay, I I can understand, you know, I mean, again, as I said, you know, people who drink water out of the river got property rights, too, you know. uh, But, okay, that aside, though, I, I know that there's this, you know, in some conservative circles. And I'm basically pretty much there with it, but I think there's some exceptions that you've got to deal with. Uh, that a person should have a right to do with his or her property uh, whatever they want to do within certain limits. But, um, and I mean, so I understand the argument about property rights, but Representative Todd's opposition to this thing, the dirty tricks he pulled, are way way beyond just an ideological opposition or belief in property rights um and there was just there's some motivation there that I don't think was revealed anyway now,
1: but, yeah let, let, York, let me say this you you seem to be surprised that Democrats would would provide some support for an issue that that's environmental no no uh, no you, no, you miss York right you've all always label Democrats or people who talk about the environment as tree huggers and water, all, all kind of anti environment. But now, you know, the environment is important to Republicans as well as Democrats, and it is bipartisan. Uh, they see a need to try to protect waterways. Tennessee is growing, population increasing. We need clean water wherever we can get it and that's important to everybody not just republicans and democrats
3: now mr I, I i didn't mean to imply that i was surprised uh I, what i meant to you know what i was trying to say is you know we've got to remember i mean our uh, the, the those democrats on that committee were not only supportive they were kind and gracious they spoke with us they encouraged us uh, and uh, one of them, I had never seen the Duck River before and, and expressed an interest and mm-hmm. came down. I think Dan McEwen set him up with a, a guide and a boat and gave him a tour of the river. And uh, so what I was saying is we need to remember to thank uh, our Democratic friends when we when we're working together as we were on that day in front of the Agricultural mm-hmm. Committee. Um so, uh,
1: yeah. thanks is being gracious, but it's just their job to try to protect the environment. That's everybody's job, mm-hmm. you know. It is. independents, Democrats, Republicans, whatever. When you see an issue that's going to cause harm to any area across the state of Tennessee, people ought to be supportive of trying to stop it that's just common
3: sense uh, well i'm I, I, you know you're preaching the converted but they they did uh all go out of their way to extend themselves to mm-hmm. all of us who were up there from murray county uh <clears throat> talk to us encouraged us just said hello i mean they mm-hmm. they they were most gracious and so we need to remember that that sometime we work together and uh and And
4: it's a good thing,
3: uh, Scott. Now we've got a hearing this afternoon in front of the House Committee on what um,
4: go- government operations go- at
3: 1.30. now last week you you said it was you thought it would be important for Murray Countyans to show up again. Do we need to put the word out to show up at one thirty this afternoon i mean i
4: I would I wouldn't i mean we when we went through the subcommittee in agriculture, there was no opposition anywhere. And we thought, like normal, this is a local bill. There's going to be no, no issues here, right? right? And then we got punched in the face in the full committee, right? And, right. We, and we've been trying to mitigate that attack for the last two weeks. I would just say let's be proactive on this. Now, uh, we, we did check um, uh, any of the opposition to this bill did not sign up to speak in GovOps. Our five people have, so they can speak if they want to. Um, it would be good for those people to be there just in case questions mm-hmm. get asked. okay, um, And then it goes to, now, if it goes to calendar and rules, normally there's no testimony there. It's a formality. Issue. When is it scheduled
3: to go? When will they go to calendar and Thursday, rules? Thursday. Thursday at and
4: what and time? No, Normally about 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. Because it's right before we go on the House floor. Okay. And that would set the schedule for the following week on the House floor, which would mean this bill would probably be on the House floor. Now, here's what's interesting is I'm going to go talk to Chairman Zachary because this bill does not have an amendment and it does not have a fiscal note and it's a local issue like the senate that bill could go on consent calendar on the house floor monday now any representative can bump it for any reason my gut feeling is probably chairman todd will bump it and make me go to the well and defend the bill i I don't think that he's going to allow it to just pass on consent now i could be wrong and i hope i am wrong but uh, if it goes on consent and stays on consent we're done. That's it. It's over. Okay. So, is it important for us to get out of bed or, uh, early Thursday morning, get up to the calendar committee? Well, I, I guess what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't hurt. I mean, I, I'm not going to tell you no because okay. I just don't know where it's going to come from. Now, most of this stuff, because you know, I do my homework and I have the information, I can defend pretty much every question that's going to get asked. That's my job. Right. And I can give you the rational explanation for it and the rational basis behind the bill. I can walk everybody through that. My job is to keep it focused on water. Okay. That's my job. And that was the close we were gonna make was I was gonna pull this back to water, right? The protection of the stream, the protection of the environment, the protection for recreationalists, and the protection of the water source for three hundred and fifty thousand Tennesseans. So uh one thirty today. 8 o'clock on Thursday, um, and obviously if we are successful today, I'm sure everybody will know that, but I'll make sure I'll give you guys a heads up that we were successful, and it's moving to calendar and rules. Okay,
3: Mary Susan and I will be up there one thirty this afternoon, right. and, and I'll I'll uh, do a report, I'm sure, uh, for our, our news broadcast on what happens, and then, of course, folks, we will be in communication with Representative Sepecky all week, and keep you updated on what's going on here, <clears throat> As as again though, this when when you get to the Capitol, the the buzz is, <clears throat> you know, the, the all the people who work there, the representatives, various clerks, administrative folks, whatnot, as well as Capitol uh, press, uh, are saying that first of all, they've never seen as many comm- people show up for a House committee hearing before on anything, mm-hmm. and. The emails and letters and calls that these reps and the, their reps from all across the state are involved in these committees on this hearing the Stuck River Scenic Bill, uh... they they've never gotten as many emails and phone calls on anything, and so it it's created quite a, quite a buzz. I think Channel Five characterized it as sort of the you know what's going on here. <laughs> you know, this is one that's gotten everybody. Uh, I'm not sure surprised. And I think they appreciate the attention on it. They like to see citizen involvement, and it's all been for for the scenic river. Only only opposition has been from Trinity and its lobbyists, its rafts of lobbyists and lawyers, who uh, they really are. When you watch them come in and out, they, I mean, I maybe, I, I mean, they, they they just they look like they're living leaving a slime trail. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Let's take a break and come back and Scott can fill us in on what else has happened in the legislation.
4: This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
0: doesn't always mean long lasting as your home systems age your repair costs utility bills and breakdowns rise during hiller's vintage showdown we're giving away a free new system to the owner of the oldest hvac unit submit a picture of your old equipment online to see if you qualify as the winner everybody wins with trade in credits plus 0% financing for up to 48 months with approved credit on select new hvac systems enter to win now at happyhiller.com call the happy face truck today yeah.
4: Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make
5: history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked.
0: History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time.
2: We are going to talk with our favorite grocer, Mr. Miles Johnson at Foodland, who is on the line. Miles, how are you and the great folks at Foodland today?
1: Oh, we're doing great. How are you?
2: Doing fantastic. I tell you, we're not too far out from Mule Day, that's for sure. So, what uh, what specials you got for us this week?
1: All righty. Well, this week we have New York strip steaks, four ninety nine a pound. Assorted pork chops, a dollar fifty nine a pound seedless red grapes 99 cents a pound 24 pack crystal springs water two for seven and coca-cola
2: 12 packs two for 13. Wow, that's some good deals as always. And uh, again, you're open uh, seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. right there on West 7th. Uh, Very convenient. People can come in and uh, get whatever they need. So, Miles, you have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. All right, once again, Miles Johnson from Foodland. They got some great, great deals. Make sure you go check them out. Walk in. They got the uh, flyer right there by the door. Again, Foodland on West 7th. Go check them out.
5: Hey Columbia, it's Sergeant Jennifer Dalton of the Columbia Police Department. Mule Day week is March 27th through April 2nd. Thousands of visitors are expected and you're likely to see horses, wagons, and of course mules along the streets. I encourage motorists to be patient and drive responsibly. Remember, Tennessee is hands-free, so no distracted driving. And don't drink and drive. Y'all, let's show our guests our awesome Columbia hospitality. I hope everyone has a safe and happy Mule Day.
2: is that I come from And I to people who love me Yeah, I can
1: be myself here in this small town And people let me
2: be just what I want to be
3: News with a view, Monday edition, officially ball cap day 2023. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, has got that bus all parked. Uh, you can drive by and see it if you want to, buy an ad on the side of it. Whatever. There you go. Yeah, you got plenty of room. <laughs> yeah. Good morning. Good morning, Clayton. Uh, dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. A regular special guest dude, Carrie Powers, how are you?
5: I'm great. Clayton, when does your CDL come up for renewal? Uh, <laughs> Our official Bud
2: I'm telling you. You wouldn't believe how many people Our lowly bus driver,
3: whose <laughs> opinion is not worthy of expression because he's a bus driver.
2: Yeah, I According been, to one. That's, I, haven't that been is, able, I haven't been able to watch Tucker Carlson the
4: last two nights, so, yeah. <laughs> Remember, uh Remember, uh, bus drivers out there who are listening to this, that was Delk Kennedy who said that. No, no, no. Not Scott Sabicki.
3: Delk Kennedy didn't say that. That caller who called in, just irate, saying, you know, well, what right does a bus driver have to express his <laughs> opinion about anything? No, I don't agree with it, but, the, I mean, you know, that's been, my most of y'all have probably heard that. We're well, do that again. CDL
5: lapse, yeah. Right.
3: yeah. All right, friend of the station, uh, State Representative Scotts Pecky, who's been coming in, and we appreciate it. Keep us updated on what's going on in the legislative session in Nashville, which is getting on toward its end. Yes, uh, well, well, we'll see. We'll see. All right, Scott. We've talked a lot about Duck mm-hmm. Scenic River, and that's a good thing to talk about because mm-hmm. that is something Murray County has been obviously
4: extremely interested
3: in. Uh, but
4: otherwise, there what's is. happening? Let me change gears here real quick. The okay. uh, the third grade retention bill, uh, it did clear um, government operations. I'm sorry, it's on its way to government operations, too. So that bill will be moving forward, um, making sure that we have the necessary supports in place for our kids in K-3 through to make sure they're getting the right interventions, and uh, the state will be paying for that. Uh, There'll be no cost to the locals on this. We're going to make sure that they have the necessary supports that will be afforded to these children so that they can get on grade level as quickly as possible. Uh, We've talked to the speakers, and we've talked to the governor. You will probably see myself and others over the summer will be transitioning to mathematics now. We kind of have the, the 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 roadway, the the pathway on how we're going to do the interventions now with the the literacy bill and the learning loss bill. You're probably going to see a fundamental shift now in the general assembly in education to mathematics because we are just as woeful, if not worse, in the mathematics. So we have to get that cleaned up in K through three. You'll probably start to see those bills come through next year. It'll probably be two major bills, like the literacy bill, like the learning loss bill, but they'll be addressing mathematics. So start looking for that. Okay. Um, the bill that we have to uh, do short-term credentials, uh, the line worker program out of Columbia State, yes. uh, that will be in the finance committee this week. We are waiting for the governor's supplemental budget to come out. He is supposed to fund that for us, which will b- allow that, that program to be funded for scholarships for these individuals who want to do the line worker program, be a heavy equipment operator, be a, get a CDL driver, Clayton, you can get a scholarship to be a CDL driver. There you go. Um, and get these high-paying professions, let these kids take advantage of them without having to go to school for two, three, four years that they can get a skill that can pay them a lot of money and to get a scholarship to be able to do that so that a lot of these kids can't afford to school. And Promise and Reconnect don't qualify, so we've come up with another alternative way. And then the other bill... Uh, yeah, and,
3: and for people who don't know, you're talking about, for instance, the line worker program out at Columbia State, which I've, I've been out there and Watched them do that, and uh, they gave a demonstration. They were climbing the poles and all that kind of thing. But, you know, I was talking to the folks at Columbia State, and I go, well, you know, I was – in my mind, I thought, well, this would be the same tuition basis as any other Columbia State class, which is quite reasonable. Community college is – it's not well. It is in some cases free, but it's it's, it's it's. I mean, it's as low as it's going to get to get higher education. You know,
1: and it's very reasonable in that world. And uh, Bill, let me let me okay, let me something with. I went out and looked at that climbing training that that was at about eight or ten guys out there. In mm-hmm. my evaluation, after climbing and being involved in climbing poles. Look like only about two of them are gonna make it. <laughs> well, I guess you gotta start somewhere, Mr. York. But quite, quite a few of them would look look like they were fearful of that pole, man. It, it well, is. I, it,
4: I'd be fearful of it. But and, and Mr. York, you're absolutely right. What's amazing is the uh, the the staff out there takes kids. I mean, when you climb a telephone pole that high and you look down, you're up there oh and, and to not try me. and to try to overcome that, they work with these kids, and they actually have like a ninety eight percent graduation rate and a ninety eight percent placement rate in jobs and the only reason why it's not a hundred percent is a couple of the kids who went through the program are waiting for Columbia power and water positions to open up n e s electric in Nashville has taken everybody you can send them starting pays around seventy seventy one thousand dollars a year Wow yeah.
3: but you know I was yeah, assu- a I was job. I was assuming that the line worker program costs the same amount as any other no uh, course mm-hmm. at Columbia State, not true. No. It,
4: it's extremely expensive yeah, for that ten-week course. It's about four thousand dollars.
3: Yeah, and this would this so the bill you're talking about, Scott, would bring it back
4: in, bring it back in line with no. With, it, it they that 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 fee is still there, but the state's going to kick in and pay for it. Oh, wow. Because yeah. we we've, we need more line workers. We need more CDL operators, Clayton. We need more heavy equipment operators, right? We need people that are going to help build and fix. I mean, we're getting ready to spend probably $4 billion on our infrastructure in the state of Tennessee with roads. There's not enough people to operate the equipment. We need more people with these skills to be yeah. able to operate these. And Let me tell you, you're driving a grader. You're not driving a grader for minimum wage.
3: Yeah, and that that public money to develop these uh, skills and to educate these folks in line working or whatever else is needed, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a good use of public funds. It's a great return on our investment. Yeah, it is.
5: And I appreciate – sorry, I I really appreciate, I guess, the the station is putting all this out there. I mean, how how do people know this? I think that's kind of a – you know, are they putting this out through um, CTE in the schools? How yeah. do kids get this information that these opportunities are out there?
4: Well, the schools are supposed to have somebody that watches legislation, especially like if you're in K-12 public education, they're supposed to have people that watch this. You have uh, uh, the Tennessee Association of Superintendents. You have the Tennessee Association of School Board Members. You have the TEA. You have the PET. You have all these different organizations that are watching educational law that gets passed, and they're supposed to be disseminating dominating that, that down to the troops in in, in 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 the trenches um you know your community colleges should be partnering with our with our k-12 through schools and our private schools saying hey by the way this bill is just passed there's new opportunities here let your kids know and you talk about taking a kid that doesn't know if they want to go to college doesn't know if they want to go to community college but they they kind of look up there to the telephone poles and go that might be a pretty cool job You can get a senior that graduates at 18 years old and in 10 weeks be making $71,000 a year with no student debt.
1: God, where's that teacher pay bill that y'all tacked a writer on not to allow them to organize or, or pay their union dues fees? Where is that? Has that passed completely? No, that
4: bill is off the finance right now. It has the fiscal note that the governor has to attach his his letter to because it's you know, it's $50, $60 million or something. Like that. It's, it's a big fiscal note. Um, but, yeah, that bill did pass education. It's on its way to finance. That bill will probably be on the House floor in probably three weeks for a final so,
1: vote. So why were they, Why was that writer attached to staff? stop leas from having union dues deducted from their pay
4: well what it did mr york is uh the the the, both parts of the bill have to do with wages um and so that's why they're on the same bill at the same time because they're under the same uh, uh tennessee code annotated the same section of code and that's why they're put there and all all we're saying is we're not We're not denying these unions the ability to collect their dues. What we're saying is you can't use taxpayer-funded entities to collect union dues that are used for PACs and political purposes. And that's all we're doing.
1: That's not not a big problem. It's against unions, and Sexton has a bill. That's requiring companies that get assistance or incentives from the state of Tennessee not to unionize. That You're killing well, well, business Mr. York, that, Mr. York, that wants to come to Tennessee.
4: Now, Mr. York, mm. you know better than that. That's not true. That, that's, not, that's not true. It's illegal. York. What the bill says, what, what Speaker Sexton's bill says, is that if a company or, or if a union wants to come in to unionize they can't do the card check where they walk up to people and say, show me your union card, and it, and put pressure on people to join the union. What Speaker Sexton's bill says is if you do hold an election for a union vote, it is with secret ballots so people can vote their conscience. That's what his bill says. That's all it does, Mr. York.
1: Well, well, it's a choice if a person wants to join a union anyway, and it shouldn't be anybody prohibiting them from asking or asking or- inquiring about being a union there's, member there's
4: nothing in, in state code right now that prohibits that Mr. York You, uh, we could organize right now Clayton and I could say we want to organize and unionize this radio station right now so give, we're give you a 100% troubles. increase in pay 100% increase in pay and by state law we can do that all we said was whenever that vote takes place instead of it being everybody who wants to do this stand up and they're all taking notes about who didn't stand up and all of a sudden, those people start to lose their jobs. No. All we're saying is, if you take that vote, it's by secret ballot, and whatever happens, whatever happens.
1: Yeah, but I think you just jam the teachers. You, you give them a pay raise, and then you, you you dock them on not being able to join the union as easily as they want to. And I, I think that's wrong. It's um, just, well, just being disingenuous. I, I hear you, Mr.
4: York, but let me tell you this. I, I pay almost all of my bills, and probably most of us pay all of our bills online right now all all the tea would have to do to their, to their membership is say hey here's a form fill it out for me we'll do auto deduct from your from your checking account problem solved no problem right there no benefits are no benefits are, are obstructed but what we do is now those people that are focused on collecting those dues can now focus on the money coming down from the state from the feds and making sure it's get allocated properly for our kids
1: okay now the issue is the judiciary and the executive employees you got to build Two seventy six. Mm-hmm. That's allowing them twelve days of uh, 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 fam twelve weeks of family leave. What about the other important employees across the state? You're what? leaving them out. They do all the work. Well, the Mr. executive branch. You're spending twenty seven point four million dollars to do that for the executive and judicial branch, yes. but you're leaving all the hardworking employees across the state out with family leave. What's wrong with that picture?
4: Okay, so, Mr. York, once again, you're not right. Again, i gotta, I got to draw you back in here. The governor controls the executive branch and, the, and and the people who work for the judiciary. The governor is proposing doing that for his branch of employees that he controls. Speaker Sexton and Speaker McNally have a companion bill going through the House and Senate right now that applies that to all state employees because that's who we control, all the other state employees. The the, the the executive branch cannot tell the legislative branch what to do, nor can we tell the governor how to run his people. So you have to have two different bills there. But so far, okay, yes, yeah, so, everything's so are, you going,
1: are you going to vote for the governor's bill and, and vote for the other bill that Sexton's got coming up?
4: Yeah, I think, I think that's fair. And the reason why I think it's fair is because most of that's already in code. All we're doing is just is just streamlining it, putting in some definitions to make sure that people can pull that down. If you have a birth of a child or even if you have a death of a child in a the family, th- there's bereavement there that, that families are going to have to adjust to, and we understand that that it is the right thing to do. We talked about the Duck River, Miss York. It's the right thing to do. This is the right thing to do.
1: Okay, what about Medicaid expansion? North Carolina just became the 40th state to accept Medicaid expansion. Mm-hmm and they're they're gonna get an incentive of something like one point eight billion dollars. Now they have twice as many people that need Medicare as mm-hmm. Tennessee. They got six hundred thousand mm-hmm. so they going that's that's about five hundred and fifty million dollars a month that they're gonna be receiving mm-hmm. and Tennessee's still one of the ten states that don't do Medicare expansion.
4: What's so, wrong with that picture? So, Mr. York, I'll be happy to answer that. I know we're up against a break. Mike is uh, giving me the signal here. So let me come back. And you, you ask that question again when we come back, and I'll answer it for you. the end of the show. It's the end of the show. Oh, well, we're out of time then. Yep. We I'll, uh, I'll introduce for. We'll catch for you
1: next week. It'll still be there.
4: You got it. You got it, Mr. George. Yeah,
3: it, it amazes me that people that are worried about Medicare expansion aren't are they aren't the ones out there who are wanting to receive the Medicare. Um, it usually comes from the health care industry and there's an agenda among liberals regarding it. And but it's it never seems to be so you know the hospitals they want more payments of course. But it never seems to be about the
1: patients. Who, I, we got okay. 300,000 300, people in the state of Tennessee that need help with health care, Dell. That's why I'm concerned. Okay, find me one. All right, we'll be back.